0: Alright everyone, welcome to episode 7 of the Average Ontario Anglers Podcast. And 7 is my favorite number, right Andrew? Apparently so. So, it's going to be a good episode. I have spoken. (laughs) Anyway, this week is actually going to be a cool episode because we're going to have our CanCast um, overview. Like what we experienced, what we bought, who we met. It's going to be pretty cool. And if you haven't heard of CanCast, or if you didn't get to go, it'll still be an interesting episode because we're going to talk about some of the new products and stuff and people that we got to meet. So we would like to thank, first of all, the AOA uh, number sponsor. seven sponsor uh, for the giveaway. And that's Randy at Creek Candy. And uh, we actually bumped into him too at CanCast. And he handed me this bag and said, make this a giveaway on your podcast. <laughs> and I looked inside the bag. It's full. Loaded. Yeah. Loaded. Tons of 20 bags of beads, two bead boxes. There's, there's enough stuff in here for two, for two guys. so or girls.
1: It, it, or two girls, whoever. Or one so, guy and one girl. So share it with your buddy. Whoever your fishing buddy is that you want to get into, either get them into steelhead fishing or you already are on the creek side with them, share it
0: with them or or keep it for yourself. Or be a (laughs) wiener and keep it all for yourself. (laughs) Either way, it's a really good giveaway. Amazing value. We'd like to thank Randy again. We like to pair up with companies that we ourselves have, have bought stuff from and used for years, and Creek Candy is one that definitely I have used for quite a while. But anyway, we did a story on our Instagram, and I said ask us questions about CanCast. And they were such good questions that we're literally going to do this whole podcast just answering those questions and kind of going on, you know, little tangents about stuff that Thank we Thank you for making our job easier. Yeah, you guys are awesome. <laughs> You're <But> now co-producers. <laughs> <laughs> you get paid nothing because we don't get paid nothing. Correct. <laughs> so we're going to start off and a lot of the questions were very similar. So if we didn't answer your question specifically by name it's because a whole bunch of different people ask the same question so we're going to kind of start off and we brought our big bags of loot now you can hear all that loot and if you're watching us on youtube you're going to see it we're going to be very <laughs> descriptive though so, so yeah, we're going to do our best to describe it but
1: this is a great point in the podcast if you have the opportunity to either listen to it again but watch it on youtube or if you just would rather watch it on youtuber or whatnot you can then see the baits that we're trying to describe most likely and not giving them their
0: their due diligence. (laughs) Yeah. And we're going to post some of this stuff on our Instagram too. So if you don't follow our Instagram, definitely check that out. So the first question that we got was from 613 Bassin and we met this guy, super nice guy. And we're skipping our interesting fishing fact. Oh. Well, thanks you know, a lot. We you know what we have. <laughs> it wasn't that interesting this week. The anyways. segment is the interesting fishing fact, and that is going to be done by the one and only Andrew. And I totally <laughs> didn't forget. You passed the test. Good job. <laughs> I better be super interested. <clears throat> I, I Okay. Well, don't make it that exciting. All right. And as usual, I give Andrew a number grade, and he gives me a letter grade. So. I think we've switched multiple times, Did but you? I don't care. I'm going to give you a grade <laughs> of some kind. All right. Go ahead, Andrew. Go ahead. Okay.
1: So. Uh, I wanted to talk about taxidermy. So taxidermy? I have personally have never... I have a, a skin mount salmon that my neighbor gave me. Cool. And he also gave me an old brook trout, which I gave to Jesse, which is hanging on the wall in front of us. And they look pretty decrepit. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's old. They're old skin mounts. This one, especially on the wall right here, the, the old brook trout. So uh, nowadays, it's pretty common knowledge with taxidermy where they have skin mounts, which have been around for a very long time. And they also have... The replicas uh, on a fiberglass mold. Okay. So I was going to ask you, Jesse, what do you, what would you prefer? If you caught like a fish that you would actually want to have displayed in your home, would you get a skin mount or would you get a replica?
0: Oh, a replica, 100%. 100%. They look way better. And they last. Right? They last. Yeah.
1: And a big thing too is you can release that trophy fish back into the water. Yeah. So a little bit of history with with replicas. They've been around since the 70s. Which I did not realize they've been doing them for that long, but that was for generally for big bill fish oh, in like, salt water,
0: like fiberglass, fiberglass okay. replicas. Wow. They've been doing from
1: the seventies. Wow. Now stuff like the old brook trout on the wall, that they actually used I figured out what's inside of that thing because that thing weighs like twenty pounds. I looked at them like, what the heck? It's like a six pound <laughs> fish, but it weighs twenty pounds. So it's uh, they would shape the fish out of clay or whatever they're stuffing, and then wrap the skin around it. Okay. So that's most likely a clay base. I thought it was a lead brick for a long time. <laughs> it feels like it. In <laughs> uh, more recent times, they went to styrofoam. They'd have kind of have to sculpt it. Now they have the fiberglass uh, forms. That they'll, they'll order. They'll get one that's similar size to whatever fish you caught. And then paint that up. So it's not going to be an exact shape per se. But fish don't really change a whole lot with their, with their looks and their shape. Which is why it makes it effective. So... I thought I'd, I'd mention, what would you, or I wanted to ask you then, Jesse, what would you do if you're in the water and your goal is you've now caught your, you've broken 40 inches in your muskie and you want to get that one stuffed in your wall. Okay. <laughs> what are you going to do in order to be able to get that mount made? What are the steps you taking when you're in the boat? You just landed this fish. What are you
0: doing next? Cause I didn't know. I guess uh, I would guess that you'd have to take a butt ton of pictures. Yep, and two, definitely measure the length and girth. Yep. I don't know what else. So there's a few
1: different steps. This is steps from a, a taxidermist down in the States. So first of all, take two measurements. You want the full length and you want the girth, the widest part of the fish. That way, they when they choose their form, they have multiple ones to choose from, they can get one that's most accurate. With the photos, you want to get... The main thing you're looking for in the photos is the fish's coloration. Any spot pattern, unusual markings, so they can replicate that. So it looks just like the fish you caught. Take a close up of the head with uh, both wide and close up shots of the body. And want to make sure that these photos that you're going to be showing to the taxidermist are of the fish. Don't care about how you look in the photo. Yeah. <laughs> your, your goal is to make sure the fish photos are accurate. So those things there I thought would be kind of a good idea because at some point I'd love to get a fish mounted if I ever get one. And the great thing with replicas is you could get it stuffed a year later. You don't have to get it done yeah, right away. So I can do do it save anytime. up for it and like, hey, you know what? I'm going to save up $1,000 and get this one stuffed later. But yeah. those things, those steps, I thought it'd be kind of interesting to, to have in your mind
0: so that we're prepared if we happen to come across a trophy, a trophy fish. Which, you know, we're average, so it might not happen, but that's cool. That's more of like an interesting fact for like... You know people that are like fine give me the bad rating no no like it's it wasn't like before and it's like something i'd never thought of but it was it's good because it's interesting and it tells you something that you might keep in mind in case you ever get a mount done i would hate not to have the right information
1: and like not be able to get
0: a proper mount
1: done of a fish
0: yeah it's like this like 52 inch musky but it comes back and it's as thin (laughs) as a snake it's like oh the photos are are blurry like i just took photos of the tail it looked interesting (laughs) I don't know. I'll give you a a relevant interest rating of seven point eight. Hey, that's not bad. Anyway, let's get back to I kind of phones that one in anyways. So, (laughs) so as we said, we have a big bag. You can hear this whole bunch of stuff. And you know what? Unfortunately, I have a box with a bunch of musky baits in it, and they're all tangled together. So if you hear me cursing and. Just rattling like lures (laughs) together to try to get them apart. That's what that noise is. But we're going to go through some of these questions and uh, we're going to kind of like elaborate on some of the people that we met. Now, like to start off, CanCast, it was April 2nd, which was two weekends ago, right? And unfortunately, Andrew actually... From the state of recording, it's two weeks ago. (laughs) Yeah. So Andrew actually lost his voice. He was talking so much. Oh, yeah. And my voice was pretty raw at that. We were there from what? 8 a.m we, yeah, got, we, we got, got, got in better. a little bit early we got in about an hour early and we were there till the thing shut down basically yeah and i remember kyle caruthers the guy who ran the show he saw us like right at the end and he's like are you guys still here <laughs> and i was like yeah and we were still buying stuff up to the end i yeah. remember i was guys are packing up in the tackle shop area. i'm like running through trying to spend my last 20 and honestly <laughs> i except for being tired and losing our voices I, I could have stayed there for another day, honestly. Yeah. There was so much stuff, like, We'd even scratched the surface of people that we could talk to, and it was yeah. so crowded, and like, there's so much stuff to see. But we're going to talk about some of that now. So the first question that we're going to talk is 613 Bassin, who we mentioned before. Guy's legit, super nice guy. We bumped into him and one yeah. of our other buddies. And his question was, what was your favorite part of Cancast?
1: For me, it was seeing some of the vendors I saw last year and some of the guys were i met them last year for the first time and then i started following them on instagram so guys like hashimoto guys like dangle Bates, like carson like stuff like that was super cool to see them again or just seeing people from that i saw last year that were just there like i know adam and ben from from paddleheads they were there uh so you know we don't get to see them too often but it's cool that you can kind of count on seeing those same guys there again and it's it's feeling part of that community which i know is kyle brothers really wants to do with with cancast is create that community and you feel it 100 percent. the second you're back you feel it so uh, for me i think it was yeah like seeing the people
0: that i was looking forward and excited to meet again and for me too i think it was like seeing the people from last year but also putting the face to the name because like you 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 talk to a lot of people on Instagram and social media and YouTube. And then when you finally meet them in real life, you're like, Oh, Hey, like you're an yeah. actual person. That's cool. So it's like,
1: really cool too. How many people we had come up to us, even asking for like, photos with us or whatnot, Guys was coming weird. out from London, you know, and yeah. like, Hey, you're the Argentinian anglers and they're, they're so excited to see us like we're yeah.
0: celebrities, which we're not, not. <laughs> the farthest from, but yeah, it was pretty funny. Um, the amount of people that would come up to us and be like, hey, how's it going? I know you guys from Instagram. It's like, oh, kind of makes you feel a little, uh, you know, a bit weird, but nice. All these people that know you and you have no clue who they are. <laughs> so if, if we talk to you and I didn't know your name, it's just because I only probably knew your Instagram name. I don't actually know your real name, so I apologize. But yeah, we talk to a lot of people. Yeah. And, and a lot of the thing too, like we're people recognize us because we're an open account. But
1: if, if someone's following us in their private account, they're going to know us. But again, we might not recognize you. Yeah. But we, we love being approached, like if you see us around, it's it's awesome to hear that people are, you know, a supportive of us or, or like our show, or like our content. It's, it's
0: exciting for us to hear. Yeah, it was fantastic. And I think my other favorite part about CanCast um, was just like, I don't even know how to describe it, but just like the aura of fishing. You walk in there and it's just, everything's fishing. There's no fluff, stupid, boost full of... Stupid stuff that you don't want to see. Every single booth is fishing. Yeah. You walk in there and it's like, if you're like us, we're obsessed with fishing. That's. I don't have any other hobbies. I don't watch sports. I don't play like, Nintendo. Like All I do is fish. So when I go into an, a room that's all fishing, it's the best thing in the world for me. I, I just need to interject here. When Jesse
1: says he doesn't play Nintendo, he means any game console because they're all called nintendo
0: to him they're all nintendo (laughs) stop playing nintendo no offense (laughs) just kidding you can play nintendo but you should also go fishing because fishing is actually way better just saying that's a fact anyway next question so yeah there was a lot of favorite parts about yes but we're going to get into that i love the whole day all right so carson and hashimoto concepts they asked us this good finds at the tackle swap any good finds 100%. 100%. So why don't you start talking, and I'll start pulling some stuff out, and then as I talk, you can pull some okay. stuff out of your bag. sounds okay? good. So you start talking. So uh, the tackle swap, again, so people don't
1: ho- – hopefully you made it over there if you were at the show. There were two different buildings. If you didn't, ma- if you weren't at the show, the tackle swap is exactly what it sounds like. It's not professional vendors. It's, it's average Joes or even some pros and stuff will be there. Uh, people selling some old stock, people selling – uh, you know, their grandfather's old gear. Uh, so you're getting a lot of these older baits at... And they're used. Sometimes they're new in box. And I got, got a got some, bunch of new stuff. Yeah. We got yeah. some new stuff. And generally, the price point on this stuff, you can't beat it. It's it's fantastic. And you get to pick through these bins
0: and, and look at what you want. And there's tons of stuff. There's lots. We went through three or four times.
1: Oh, yeah. like there They kept tons. pulling more out. Because yeah. as you walk through, you look... If you went through it once, you miss out. I can promise you. Because... You walk through and these guys, these vendors, they have extra tackle boxes underneath Under- their table. Yeah, and they'll pull and it out. And they have more. to wait for space in their table. So once yeah. stuff sells, they bring out more and it comes back up. You're like, oh, I didn't even see that. So you but- we went in through a few times, and every single time,
0: I bought something else. <laughs> yeah, true. But to be fair, if you want to get the best deals at the tackle swap, you gotta be first you gotta be some of the first guys yeah. in line. There was stuff like really like stuff that you'd really want, and we were there early and we we pretty much beelined it right to the tackle swap area. Just to be first, not first, like there was a whole bunch of people in front of us. Like Andrew has a whole bag there, he's just going through. So I didn't buy a ton of stuff at the tackle swap area, but I did buy a bunch of key items. I was specifically looking for specific things, and for me, it was musky. Um, musky baits, and there was a lot of vendors there that had quite a few.
1: Forgive the rustling you're going to hear and all this, just because <laughs> I'm just rifling through a bag chuck full of fishing stuff.
0: (laughs) yeah and hopefully not impaling himself now we did buy a lot of stuff but i say i'm only going to show like four or five baits and andrew's going to do the same just because we don't have time in this podcast to go through everything that we got because it would be literally a four-hour podcast at that point so the first bait what andrew what's the first bait you got at the taco swap that you were just like blown away that you found that would be this one this is the the power bait blade dancer that's, so I f- I remember seeing
1: those like years ago. I remember seeing these, you know, on, on the Fish in Canada show and commercials and stuff like that. It's I don't think it predates the chatterbait, but it's a very similar product to the chatterbait. So it's a, it's a basically a bladed jig, but it's more designed to travel through the water. It's not a true jig head on it. It's made out of like steel and like a hook. It comes with its own power bait trailers. It's I don't old. know, it, it's it's old, but it, it was killer at the time. Like yeah. it slayed fish. So I'm really hoping, I was excited to find it because I never
0: owned one and I always wanted one when I was looking through the catalogs and stuff. And that's a good example of like the tackle Swap has a lot of stuff that it just, it's not on the market anymore. And you can find the stuff and usually brand new in the package at the yep. tackle Swap. Exactly. That's, and this cheap. Is,
1: this is brand new. It comes with its original four trailer baits. The skirt's in great condition still. Like never been used. It's perfect. Yeah. I think it was
0: like five bucks yeah exactly i think it costs seven new <laughs> all right my first find the first thing i bought was i was again like i was looking for musky baits and if you're familiar with musky baits at all you probably have heard of the dive and rise bait called a suik and i was looking for suiks but there's another version which is it's been around for decades as well called the bobby bait and the bobby bait is a dive and rise bait and i and you know they're they're popular in the states they've kind of a little cult following they're not as popular as the suic, but i know like a lot of you know guys you like Gord Pizer uses them too yeah he's the one that turned me on to these and i found one in this guy's box and it was literally it's brand new it's never been used (laughs) like it's it looks like it's older it's a weighted um it's cedar it's what nine inch suet or um bobby bait diving race bait and it doesn't have a single hook rash or tooth mark on it and this one i think was like the guy wanted 20 bucks which honestly these are like 45 50 bucks and i actually was looking for suicks as well and i did yeah. find a guy who had a, a brand new suic. there was a bunch of guys with suicks,
1: but this one was the best J- jesse has precariously laid a bunch of musky treble hook baits right across
0: his lap and yeah. he's just
1: trying to pick them up and show them. i'm a professional
0: <laughs> yeah this suick here um this is a high impact plastic suic. it's a nine inch it's the the baby duck color which is cool hooks are razor sharp it's never been used guess how much i paid for this ten bucks that's crazy these are thirty-five to forty dollars at the local shops, yeah. and, and you can still buy essentially that same bait today. Yeah, hundred percent. But it's thirty-five to forty dollars. Yeah. I got for for ten bucks. Actually, the, there was this one vendor. I don't know his name, but he had a whole bunch of musky stuff, and he had them like in lines on his table. And there was a whole line of them. And I was like, "How much are those?" He's like, "Oh, they're ten bucks each, or you know, or five for forty or something." And I just grabbed a whole row and threw it into my pack. <laughs> and the other bait. So that that was the suik. He also had in the same row um, an 8-inch Jake, which is a you know crankbait or twitch bait for muskie. It does have a lot of hook rash on it, but it's got a lot of good shape. The hooks are still good. Yep. For 10 bucks, can't beat it, right? Yep. And then the last bait I got that I'll tell you about is this. And I've been looking for one of these for a long time. This is um, a hog wobbler. <laughs> yes. Which is one of the coolest musky top bars. It's a wake bait with a propeller on the back and it's jointed, and it makes a lot of noise when you reel it in. And it's um, an eight-inch or seven-inch model. For 10 bucks? Yep. I was literally blown away. Like these things are expensive and they were selling them for 10 bucks. <laughs> I, I was floored, man. But so I was I, happy. I
1: got a musky bait as well from the tackle swap. This is a uh, handmade cedar lure. It's from uh, it's Leo lures from Pennsylvania, new inbox.
0: Cool. But yeah, that it's, is it's, a cool it's the Leo, bait.
1: Leo musky dog. And yeah, like it's, it's a sick looking musky bait. It looks like it might Built be a really
0: well. Trolling bait.
1: But yeah, it's uh. I'm not sure. It looks like it's going to dive fairly deep, but the size of that lip, it's got a similar look to a, a Super Cisco or metal something lip. like that. Yeah. And the, the lip is thick. Like, that's 20-gauge steel. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. That's amazing. So, but again, brand new. It's perfect condition. Like, I 100% see, see myself catching something on that. And again, this was my last purchase of the day. I had 17 bucks burning a hole in my pocket. And I was like, as look, I was running through. <laughs> as the guys are packing up their... Their tables, and I'm like, yeah. all right, I, I, I saw this and like, I want it. I, I decided to get it. And he was asking 20 bucks for it. I'm like, look, I had this much left. He's like, that's yeah, fine. And yeah, it's like,
0: perfect. And it's good because you can haggle with them. Yeah. Like, it, it's not a store. You can literally be like, you know, I only have five bucks, or I'll give you five bucks or ten bucks for this. And usually they're like, yeah, that's fine because a lot of these guys have so much stuff. Yeah. But there was a lot of, like, we're not going to go on forever with the Tackle Swap, but if you go to CanCast next year, the Tackle Swap area is definitely one of the areas that you want to hit. Yeah. Like, ASAP. The, the cool thing too
1: is, like Jesse was saying, finding stuff that isn't made anymore. So the one I, I've been looking for for a while is, like the Beano was a classic lure, but yeah. this is like the Beano eel style. So that, it, it has a cool four thing. segments in it. And yeah, I found this one. It's got like hook guards on it. It was open box. They had a couple new in box of these, of these ones as well for a bit more, but I was like, you know, I just want one to use. So hey, yeah. I got this one. You know, another one too is the weedless shad. I didn't want to buy one of these full price in the store, but I've wanted to try one for years. So I saw one, I saw it for cheap. I was like, all right, yeah. I'll, I'll get one here. It's
0: perfect. You'll blow tons of money if yeah. you have
1: it. And again, the last thing I got there was the, the Terminator Titanium Thumper, which is like a shallow running spinner bait. But I haven't seen those in stores for I've, a while. I haven't seen those for years. But again, I, like, there's a, there's a couple baits. There's three baits right there that you literally can't buy in stores anymore but I've wanted to try them and I haven't before or I either like them from before and want to get them again.
0: 100%. So like, that's the thing. You can find amazing the ta- stuff. The
1: tackle swap is, is a big part of why the
0: CaneCast show is special. It's 100%. And there are lots of other tackle swaps all around, but this one, it's been consistently good the last two years that we've went. Like yeah. I found stuff that I was just blown away by how cheap it was. Yeah. In- inexpensive, I mean. But anyway, we're we're going to ramble because like we spent a lot, <laughs> especially Andrew, I was like, by the, by the time he lost his voice, he couldn't do social media stuff anymore. So I was just like, just go to the tackle swap and look around. And he he slinked away without his voice. <laughs> like, okay, thank you. <laughs> yeah, thanks. I'm, I'm gesturing like,
1: is that for sale? <laughs>
0: <laughs> anyway, so next, next question. question is um, Ryan asks, um, what did you get? So we're going to kind of cover some of the things that we bought if andrew's making way too much noise (laughs) i have a massive pile of stuff beside me so we're not again we're not going to cover everything we got but we're going to cover some of the stuff that we got not in the taco swap area so why don't we go kind of like item at a time and i'm going to go first Yeah, because you know i said so one bait that i got and i'm really excited and i've been a fan of this brand for a long time water wolf lures Mike from Waterworld Fleurs. I've never met the guy before until the CanCast. He is the nicest guy I've ever met. He is so cool. He's so nice. And he's just yeah. like, hey, yeah, come on in. And, and we were filming some little social media videos and stuff. And I, I put a microphone um, or uh, mic on his on his Lepel. shirt. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, talk about your stuff. And he's just there. And I said to him, you know, I've, I've never used a musky tube. And, you know, we're, we're getting into musky fishing more and he's like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll set you up. Let, let me, what color, like, I was like, you tell me the size and the color, like you're the pro, I'm, I'm I'm just beginning. So he he showed me the color that he would get if he was me. And he picked out this really cool color. And you know what? I'm gonna be honest. And he it was, rigged it up right on set, like, right. right him form. and his wife, super yep. nice. And it's not a color that I personally would have picked, but it's a color that he knows kills. And it's actually cool. It's a green pumpkin shad color. So it's, it's a nine inch gator tube. It's a big tube got three treble hooks on it it's got this like internal rig the bottom is white and it's got gold flake and black flake in it and it literally like it looks sick and he he's like that color in the Quarthas is a killer and i was like i trust you so i got yeah. those they look amazing and i ended up going back after and i was like <laughs> you know what i'm gonna get another color because you, you have to have two colors so i was like what's the second color you'd buy for the Quarthas? and he picked out this walleye color, which. You know, it's more of like a transparent gold with with you know walleye looking eyes and gold flake. But Mike was really legit. We've been using his uh, Shadzilla Juniors for a few years yeah. now, and they're they're killer. So I'm excited to try that out. Um, if you've never tried Waterwolf baits, they're fantastic quality. They catch fish. And as soon as I posted that I bought these tubes, I had all these musky guys be like, "Oh man, that's a killer! That's a killer!" And that just made <laughs> me feel so confident in the bait already. But that's a cool one. And and if you ever see Mike from Waterwolf Lures. Super nice guy. Definitely yeah. say hi. He's super
1: And uh, pick, pick is bringing about some stuff. Oh, super yeah. knowledgeable. We
0: were, we were like, tell us all your secrets. And he's <laughs> like, oh, okay. <laughs> but anyway, super nice guy. So that was one thing that I got that I was really excited for. I have a lot of soft plastics and way too many. And the problem is, there's a lot of brands. Like, usually when people get into selling their own brand and fishing, they're going to make soft plastics. That's like the main thing people do. So. We did end up going around and, and buying a lot of soft plastics to support, you know, our social media friends. And I ended up buying about 30 bags of plastics <laughs> at can <Cancass. laughs> To go along with this 200 of bags of plastics. You know, you go, you know, I'm at True North Baits. I buy four bags. I'm at Pro Water Baits. I buy four bags. I'm at Wham Baits. I buy four bags. I'm at Limestone Lures. I buy four bags. Like, it's all good stuff that I'm going to use anyway. Yeah. It's just, it's a lot of stuff. So some of the brands, um, like, for instance, Limestone Lures, you have that one there.
1: Yeah got a big big swim
0: it's like a six inch swim bait swim bait yeah i love it because it's like a large enough bass like baby bass color almost but i got some uh, he makes like a, th- a three and a half or four inch like white swim bait that's going to be sick yep. got some drop shot baits from limestone lures as well another guy so jeff from limestone lures super nice guy his booth looked fantastic too yep. um wham baits wham baits is west from wham baits is he's a super salt of the earth <laughs> super nice guy and he has a whole bunch I, the thing about wham baits is he has a lot of molds that i've never seen before yeah so he has this one called the whamphibian it's like a frog but it, it's very different than i've seen before we'll post some pictures on our social and it's 100% going to catch fish you know when you see a bait sometime and you're like i'm going to catch fish on yeah. that i know there's no doubt i know it's going to happen that's the whamphibian for me even this i got I, from him as well i got the uh the four
1: inch flapping which if I describe it is it's like a twister tail grub but with a paddle tail bottom end like it's it's just mixing those two baits and I think that's going to be absolutely killer for like flipping and pitching and stuff or or even as a trailer I would love to use this as a trailer because I like uh, like especially chatterbait trailers and stuff I liked personally to have the chatterbait impart the action to the soft plastic so I think it, uh, in my experience not that I have a whole lot of it but if I'm using a, a swim bait on a chatter bait it can sometimes diminish the amount of vibration yeah it whereas, doesn't allow the body to whereas swing as much if you have a soft plastic trailer that isn't going to you know encumber that vibration of that chatter bait then it's going to be moving around like crazy because that chatter bait itself is moving around like crazy so I like like very streamlined
0: and simplistic trailers on my chatter bait so I think that's going to be Absolutely, it awesome does. It does look good. Um, another brand we talked about, True North Baits. huge brand. Uh, like, I mean, they're doing well. They have a bunch of new molds that I had to try. One of them is that I really had to try is their Rush Worm. It's like a speed worm. It's just like a, I think it's a six inch. It's got a little cut tail in the back. That's going to be fantastic for you know those areas you fish where it's like sparse weeds and some rocks and just chuck out a worm. Yeah. Just slowly reel it, let it go through. And when you get to a nice juicy spot, just let it sink to the bottom, hop it on the bottom, and then just keep reeling. It's a good bait to cover, and they haven't had this before, and I, I bought June Bug, which is purple. I also bought Green Pumpkin, because like, you, you can't not have that. Um, another brand that I've never bought their stuff, and I've really slept on them, I've seen them at, at uh, East Hill, is Pro Water Baits. Yeah. And I met Vic, the owner, and he was super nice. And he immediately, started talking to me about fishing for the green fish and the thick stuff. So instantly I was like, hey, buddy. So I, like, <laughs> I'm not a huge finesse small guy. I love flip and slop. And this guy, you check out his YouTube too. They flip slop. They're fishing thick, heavy cover. And he was like, oh, you fish, you know, you flip. And I was like, yeah. And he's, I bought five bags of his stuff. His stuff looks fantastic. It's all custom made. Like these are not molds that you'll see anywhere else. Mm-hmm. And one that's pretty cool is he had this new bait called the water dog. And check that out. He said you can flip it, you can punch it, you can fish it on any, almost anything. Yeah. You could use it as a trailer. It's, I'll post some pictures of this. It's got such it's a thick body and then such like, very thin, like, wispy fine, tail. yeah, very fine. Like, it's more of a subtle bait, but you can yeah. even punch this cause it's streamlined it'll yep. shoot through. But I'm excited to try his stuff. I bought five or six bags of his stuff. It's It looks really good. It's all handmade in Ontario.
1: Yeah. So going, uh, going from soft plastic into hard baits. Uh, I got a couple. Some of the hard baits that I got there, like I got a couple lures there at um, Peterborough Pro Tackle was there, so I went in that yep. booth. They had some good uh, deals. Yeah, so actually, they annoying. had some
0: deals that I didn't even see, and I saw everyone walking around with these tattoo Elite rods. I was like, why is everyone carrying those around? And they're like, oh, these were like hundred bucks or something. I was like, what? <laughs> yeah, I go. We've all done that. <laughs>
1: So you know, I got a I got a new spy bait, something I want to try. But I got the the shallow one, but you know, it's it's not, again good, good deals there. They they give me a free pack of soft plastics as well. Uh, I got a, a pack of Z-Man Goat Toad just because I'm having a hard time trying to find them in stock in stores. So mm-hmm. you know, it was nice to be able to get some of the things that I've been looking for for a while, but haven't been able to find in stock. But I love looking at custom baits. So the one guy. I want to talk about dangle baits for a little bit because he... Carson's a He gem. was awesome. He's yeah. a gem of a guy. Such He's a nice guy. Uh, I went back this year purposefully looking for more of his little crappy... Crappie. It's, 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 it's this the fish, fish species. It's not, not the, the, the quality. quality of bait is exceptional. <laughs> so his little uh, crappie uh, crankbaits because I killed on it on my BFS rod last year. So I, I really wanted to get more small, like very, very well painted and... And good tackle style crankbaits, and his hooks, they're, they're, they're finesse. They're they're fine, but the hooks that this guy uses are fantastic. I don't Top feel quality. like I have the need. I'm
0: not going to change the hooks because they're. I'm not going to get better hooks on there. I change hooks on almost every normal lure like jerkbait that I buy, but he uses good hooks. I yeah. don't even think about it. And so same thing. I also Jesse and I got a few packs of these. His feather troubles. But his
1: feather troubles. They again. He hand ties every single one of them.
0: And they're better than like. The Berkeley or Damagatsu ones you can Way buy in the store. Way better.
1: And the hooks, the hook quality is mm-hmm. insane. Again, he even has some trailer hooks as well, some single trailer hooks, uh, which are awesome. I'm going to tip a couple of I'm going to try it on a chatterbait, actually. And that's
0: unique. I've never seen that before. Yeah. That's I've fantastic. never seen a
1: feathered, like, siwash hook, like, stinger hook. Yeah. That's what it is, it's a stinger
0: hook. Hides a little flash, hides a little oh, color.
1: I, I can't wait
0: for that. But yeah, yeah.
1: even like big top waters, no, Jesse's going here. here. But
0: I have this Storm Arashi um, cover pop. Yep. one of my favorite poppers and i needed a new treble hook for it and i put one of his number two feather trebles and literally I, I, it matches this it lure matches exactly. so good yeah not that it matters but like it looks so good but yeah like he does a fantastic he's like an artist
1: yeah yeah, yeah. And they are amazing and so yeah
0: I, I we got i think four packs each of his hooks yeah I, we bought a bunch i yeah thankfully um he still had some left because like when i back when i we went back later in the day they were pretty much all gone yeah and he's yeah. like dude like these sold really good i was like because they're good yeah and they, and they so weren't expensive at no, all i think he told me how much they were I was, like, I was like yeah i, yeah, I would take charged a bunch. more <laughs> i would have charged more man yeah uh, another booth um we hit perfect jig always yeah. a pleasure seeing brendan the guy has everything you need for bass fishing like frogs uh jigs obviously tons yep. of jigs plastics and he had a sick deal. He always has this deal on in the trade shows. It's the frog, the perfect jig frog, which is basically your standard high-producing uh, size uh, frog. He has a like a compact one and a normal size one. Yeah. And it's like buy one get one free.
1: But his his frogs, even though they might look like your standard frog, he does use good tackle. Yeah. A good terminal tackle. Oh, no, they're good. So Must that's that's ultra what makes hook, them um, superior.
0: And it has a tungsten weight inside. Yes.
1: yes. So you're getting the. It's a top Uh, quality The luxury items with, like, uh, features of it that you don't get on your run-of-the-mill
0: frog. But you're getting it for the same price. Yeah, about two for one. Yeah. So if I was to buy one of these, like, brand name frogs, it would be the same case if I bought two of these. Yeah. And honestly, I had a ton of frogs. Otherwise, I probably would have bought four of them for the price of two. I did get a
1: a frog there as well because they were having, uh, if you bought scum frog at at the booth there, I think it was Peterborough Pro Tackle. Or Pro-J. Or Pro, it was Pro-J. Yeah. So yeah, Pro-J, if you bought scum frogs there, you go to the scum frog booth after, and they would give you a, a free muff, or if you bought three frogs, you get a free a free frog on the side. So I got some scum frogs, because it's my favorite frog brand myself, but- Oh yeah, no, they're great Yeah, they, uh, they got the, the launch I'm,
0: extra small now, so- I'm, I'm not loyal when it comes to frogs. I yeah. just, we lose a lot because of musky and pike, so I just go through them like crazy. Uh, another booth, great to see him there for the first time, was Blackfly Lures. He had all of his stuff, and he actually had his new, the spinnerbait, the purple color. Yep. Which looks sick. Like, this is this is a color that'll kill. Yeah. Definitely check that out. He yeah. has he the also new... Us- that's a new color, too. Yep. It's a, the banana color. Yeah. So if you're not superstitious, then that might be a good one for you. <laughs> I'm not at all. <laughs> no, I'm not either.
1: I also picked up while I was there... Well, I, I, I saw this, and I wanted something, like, bright and not audacious. So I thought this, like, purple and fluorescent orange would be sick. Yeah. But I love like micro spinner baits and he I just think like a a small morsel and I love it and I tell you why I like his spinner baits is because the frame that he uses uh I found a lot of the time with spinner baits it's an open eye yep he has it it's a closed eye it's 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 twisted and and, and so you can use a snap so you can use a snap and you're you're it's not sliding up the arm of the spinner bait it it instantly starts spinning every time like that's what I look for in a spinner bait is i want it to have a closed eye and so that has again like just a small like bite-sized spinner bait like that perfect for crappy or finesse bass yeah perfect smallmouth bass and stuff and they'll they'll inhale this whole thing because it's it's like a a more finesse version of a chatterbait essentially presentation because they don't they run pretty deep because again it doesn't have a big blade that's keeping up either for sure. Now,
0: we're we're rambling, so we gotta speed it up a bit. <laughs> All right. Next question. Eddie Fields ninety three says, "What did you buy that you're most excited to use?" Now, okay. for me, I know what Andrew's gonna say because he bought a cool bait, but <laughs> I'm I'm most I wouldn't say this is the most excited I am, but I'm really excited. We went to Blind Rage Bait's. The guy talked her ear off, believe me, yeah. about his baits, and they're very well designed. He had these, I think they're called the River Pirate. It's a chatter bait, but it's heavy. I actually weighed it on my my scale at home. Yeah. and I think this is like it's over an ounce and a half if, if he's listening he'll appreciate this because this is the first to
1: show just listen to this
0: it's got rattles on it's it.
1: got it's got spider rattles on these things so yeah. it's not only has a chatterbait it also has rattles it they're very cool it's, baits yeah. and
0: we pick these up not for bass but for pike and musk yeah they look sick it's kind of like the the size difference of a big blade chatterbait but way heavier. Yeah. So it'll be great for fishing deeper. I think
1: it's an even bigger blade than, slightly bigger than the big blade. Yeah. It's gonna for me.
0: Yeah. That's gonna be a really key early musky, like early
1: season yeah. musky. Jess and I have looked into what it would take for us to try and make just our own because we wanted a uh, chatterbait that was slightly bigger. And now
0: we found one. And so. then we found them like, oh, sweet! So We're not gonna to make that effort in. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, he was a was cool. Um, so that's my my, bait. my
1: favorite bait. I have
0: to I have to mention. Okay. It. So,
1: uh, Hashimoto Concepts. I have won one of his baits since last year, <laughs> and I didn't have a whole bunch of money to like spend on like on one bait. Next year I'm gonna be saving up, but I got the uh, the the mag uh, the mag blade. So this has like a magnet on top for the the rear treble that holds it there. He gave a couple extra magnets as well in the box. Yeah. Like he's like if it shouldn't come out, but if the magnet pops out, he's like there's two more there you can glue them in. It's like I wouldn't expect that, but it's those little things. Is like I it shows the care and quality this guy puts into his baits that, that he wants to make sure yeah it's amazing that he wants to make sure that you're satisfied with it like eat all the individual like hook point keepers here the the paint job on this is amazing. insane like, this is what I saw this this exact one on Instagram and, and I saw he showed it on on one of his posts and I I messaged him like I want that one
0: yeah
1: and he set it aside for me at the show he had it like under the table. I was, I'm so pumped to use
0: this bait. And it's like a, it's a little, like a, a small glide bait. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, it's a snack size one.
1: And it's, it's something like it's a, it's a, his own style. It's his own version completely. He hand carves the mold and then he, he pours them. He hand paints them. Like everything is all made in house pretty much. Like yeah. the effort he puts into these things and they look incredible and they swim incredible too. So I can't wait. Like I'm going to be catching stuff in this year on this we're gonna I'm do a day pumped. when pumped. we
0: just fish small glide baits
1: and I, I started saving again for next year to get perhaps either the ono or maybe even the shogun i am so pumped about this. this
0: is 100% what i'm most excited about from the show he was a very he's a legit guy super nice we talked to him a few times yeah he was great a, a lot of the vendors like we're gonna you know right now just quick a lot of the vendors that we're not gonna go into in depth but just super nice guys you know dean from Blackfly lures yeah west from wham baits who else you're putting me on the spot we talked to even even uh, the guy from goat uh
1: <coughs> uh charters charter fishing yeah like he was fantastic awesome to talk to uh we had talked to the guys again already mentioned Waterwolf Lures. like like
0: just sitting down talking to those guys for so long was fun yeah definitely carson from dangle baits was legit yeah wes from Whambaits. jeff there, jeff from limestone lures like we couldn't talked to everyone there were so many people we did talk to a lot but we could have spent hours and hours and hours talking to people oh yeah but there was if we mentioned you by name it's just because we probably spent more than a few minutes with you but we did talk to a lot of people that were amazing
1: if we didn't mention you by name it's because we don't know your name (laughs) (laughs) it's just because it slipped our mind right now but we love talking to you as well so don't worry about that
0: um question best looking booths I thought True North Baits, their booth looked pretty good. True North was nice. The Hooker's booth looked pretty good. The the brand, not yeah. the prostitutes.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, even Limestone Lures, again, I know it was his first year there, but he they pulled out good. all the stops. He, he looked good.
0: did a really nice booth for sure. There was, a, there was a lot of booths that looked fantastic. Yeah. And, like, I don't remember all of them off the top of my head, but, like, some of the booths you look at and you're like, wow, they yeah. went full out.
1: And, you know, like, booths, like... Well, Jesse and I were both wearing Musky Maniacs hats, which we
0: bought there at the show. I was going to mention that. We both bought Musky yeah. Maniacs hats because, like, honestly, their logo and their hat, its th- their particular hat they use is the one yes. that fits my head perfectly. Yes, myself as well. It I, it's the
1: most great. comfortable, like, trucker-style hat I've ever worn. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I had one before. This is my newest one. Jesse got one now. Yeah. Um, but, you know, like, they, like, I expect them to have a great booth because they're used to putting up pop-up shops all over the place, right? Yeah. So that's something they're used to. So... You know, best booths are going to go to, yeah, the guys that, that do that. Even Waterwolf Lures. That was a nice setup. It yeah. was clean. Like He you does a enter, lot of big musky
0: lot. expos and shows, though. Yeah. So, like, here's the thing. Don't be intimidated if you want to have a booth. You don't need to have a big fancy booth. A lot of people just had, like, a simple booth at the table on a bunch yep. of shelves, and, and they did very well. Yeah. So, next question. Um, Dawson asks, uh, best impulse buy? I know you bought that that little thing. <laughs> that little little... <laughs> oh.
1: Yeah, so when I was in the Peterborough Pro Tackle, I got, uh, I think it's the Eye waver.
0: So Andrew, five years ago, would not spend more than $10 on a lure. And now I've got him hooked on little Japanese baits that cost like almost as much as your face. So it's pretty good. If you can't find it. There it is. Oh, sweet. Right, See, so it's the Eye
1: waver 60. So this thing, it's like just over 20 bucks. <laughs> it's like, a, it's a Japanese lure. It's and the size wanna, of a piece of pasta. Look <laughs> so look it up online on, on like YouTube as to how it runs in the water. Uh, it's it's definitely like a BFS bait. And I'll show you here if you can again. I'll describe it to you, but it's it looks like a small, like two and a half inch minnow with one single treble hook on it, and it lays on its side on the surface of the water with like, one joint in it. Like a dead like, minnow. Yeah. And it's got some like hair coming off the back of it. And you look at this thing in the water and you're expecting like maybe a small jerk bait or, or like a darting bait. And first of all, it's all in Japanese, so you can't understand. No one in English has done a review on this. Yeah. <laughs> and this thing, is just like dragging t- across the surface of the water. Like its presentation it's super is finesse. so subtle. But again, I love that. I, I think fish is going to see this and just see it like move. And it, it literally, this is imitating a 95% dead minnow. Like this has one or two kicks left and it's, and it's gone. It's like freshly dead. And that's what this is imitating. So bass, whatever are going to just go into the surface and just pop this off the surface like nothing. Slurp it down. Yep. Yeah. I am so pumped about this. Just like a little,
0: like a bug. (laughs) That's cool. Uh, Best impulse buy for me. Honestly, I spend tons of money on fishing every year. So I had everything kind of calculated out for, you know, I'd have this much to spend at the, the use section or the, the tackle swap and this much i had specific things i wanted to buy i did buy a lot of plastic bait as i mentioned but i didn't really buy anything crazy i'm trying really not to because i'll buy a lot of stuff and now i'm trying to say don't buy anything that i know deep down that i won't really use so i actually was pretty good i'd say like i spent less than i brang and i didn't buy anything crazy i think impulse would be going back to gator to water roll and buying more gator tubes (laughs) the big musky tubes because like they were on sale for a good deal, but they weren't yeah. they weren't cheap. Like they're they're inexpensive at this show. I forget how much they were twenty five dollars, but I was like, oh, I need more. Yeah. <laughs> just like more huge tubes that I'm hopefully gonna use. But yeah. Anyway, I next, think for you, the biggest impulse buy is just the amount of musculars you got. But again, that's, that's what I went for. That's something for, you're you're looking i planned to get. on it. So, yeah. yeah, I actually I would have bought more if I would have found more. Honestly, <laughs> but here's the thing: if you were at the show, you probably saw us going around filming stuff and and interviewing people. Um, we were kind of doing some media there, so we didn't have as much time as we would have liked to shop. Yeah. And we kind of, like, had to rush through shopping. I am shocked how fast that day Like, it felt like... Oh, we were there for a long time. It it, it felt like a half day, and we were there for the whole day. Yeah. Like, yeah I, I had to, like, force Andrew to be like, we need to eat lunch. Yeah. Like, we're dying. <laughs> I need some food. And at the end of the day, Andrew couldn't even talk. Yeah. Because we were just talking our heads off, but i yeah. kept trying though yeah he kept trying so if you heard <laughs> andrew just wheezing in the corner that's <laughs> why here is um the next question from Yakin and bassin which we actually met there it was nice to see yeah. warren there yep yeah. um he asked if you had to improve cancast which he says hard to do in brackets what would it be so i i had to put some thought to this question yeah so i told Jesse andrew mentioned before, to you before and i was this, like this think quest- about like,
1: like, it about this question i was like whoa so, hundred percent, it's hard to improve CanCast. I I think that it would be really cool to see uh, an American vendor or perhaps some of the like a uh, someone like Z-Man or something like that. Because I know, like, I like Z-Man products a lot, and there are some baits that I have not been able to find in Canada, like the Pop and Shad. I've wanted that since it came out years ago, and I have yet to find it in a store in Canada, and I. Have been too lazy to order it online from the states but to have uh, an area like i know it's it's still going to be limited it's going to be once a year at cancast i might have a chance to get something that i could normally only get in the states i think it'd be cool to have some of those more states oriented vendors come up with some products that you know would also 100 percent work here in canada yeah, and just have an opportunity to to handle them, to look at them, to buy them. I think that'd be great.
0: Maybe as the show grows, because I like have to think, a company coming all the way from the states yeah. to a, to a show in, in you know Ontario might not be worth it to them. But as yeah. the show grows, I could definitely see that happening. And I don't want to sound like a goody two shoes because, um, obviously, like we're I was trying to think, what could I, what would I do to improve CanCast? Not much. You have to think of the the facts. It's one of the biggest shows in Canada, so already. It's going to be amazing. Mm-hmm. There was tons of amazing vendors. There's a tackle swap area. Um, it was cheap entry. Yeah. Um, the vendors. It was cheap to rent a booth, so like yeah. it was good for vendors. They were making good money, and they had amazing giveaways. Like they were giving away a thousand dollars a day like for 10 days before and they were giving away all day you'd hear like them being like hey we're giving away this prize and blah 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 and they were just people were handing out free stuff like awesome there wasn't like i i didn't go to the show and at one moment be like like what the heck like where's this or this is dumb (laughs) like i never thought that and like again if i had thought of something that could be improved i i'd say it now but i can't off the top of my head think of anything that i would improve the other thing too i was thinking I know timing wise it's a great time of year to have this show
1: put on. Yeah. Um, so it's not really conducive to this to this thought. But if there was more outdoor space that could be utilized that could have have more vendors, even more vendors wow. <laughs> there. Cause I know that I know that Kyle was saying that there were a few people, there's a number of people still on the waiting list. But I know too, like you were saying, to have these other companies come in, they're gonna want more space than just a table to display their products. So, to have a bit more space for some larger booths, because, uh, again, some of the large booths that are that were in the Memorial Center takes up, you know, a three large. of those booths took up half the floor. Yeah. Right? So, you, you you kind of miss out on seeing a lot of perhaps there's smaller guys still in there. So, I think it would be cool if, now, again, if it was warmer weather, it would be more conducive. But if there was an outdoor space for some of the larger booths, like a big pop-up tent, you know, oh, here's here's Peterborough Pro, Pro Tackle, and they have a whole tent outside, that would be sick and then you have a bit more space for other booths but again those are like very small little they're not complaints they're just things like wouldn't it be great if this could happen chances are they've already thought of it and either it can't happen or they're doing it in it later so
0: for sure and and actually on this instagram question i asked kyle Crothers, who is if you're not aware he's the guy that ran the whole show him and his crew and they did a fantastic job awesome like it we got there in the morning and i know like he was all stressed out and like, you know, running around. There are some, and, yeah. And, and I was just missing like, and <laughs> you, everyone would be stressed at that point if yeah. you had this huge sh- show looming over your head. Yeah. But by the end of the day, you could see it was like, okay, everything's going good. Yeah. And they did a fantastic job. Um, they must be relieved that it's over, but they're probably yeah. already planning for the next year already. But he actually messaged and he said, he can't wait to hear what everyone is talking about cancast, like what they'd like to improve. So like that, again, don't know Kyle that well. Yeah, but you can tell that he is in this. He wants to improve it. He's open to hear suggestions. Yeah, he's not just some some idiot that's like, no, this is the way we're gonna do it. He's like, yeah, tell me what tell me what you want. Yeah, like show me what you guys want. Tell me and I'll, I'll improve it for next year. Like it was a huge improvement from last year. A
1: suggestion on the seminars thing you mentioned before, um, I would love to. I know there wasn't a whole lot of seating area for the seminars, but maybe even having them on like the speakers so you could hear them even if you weren't present. Having a bit having it broadcasted, perhaps I don't know how conducive that would be, yeah. but one a couple of guys that I'd love to see, uh, that I'd love to go watch and and hear from would be Angela Viola and Pete Bowman. The Fishing like the Canada, fishing Canada, Canada guys, I would love to see those guys yeah. do do seminars at at that. That'd be fantastic. Yeah, there's, it was cool to see Bob Azumi and you yeah. know Big Jim was there and
0: yeah, and, and one of the Johnson the brothers. Johnson brother, was there. Yeah, there was a lot of like fishing celebs you'd say that were 100%. there.
1: But I loved I loved to see. Like the guys that, fish in Canada guys, yeah, like they, they have done tournaments as well, but they, they cater more to, like we, we cater to average anglers. Yeah. Because that's what we are. And I feel like those guys really fit that niche as well. So it's not just a bunch of, you know, pros giving tournament tips, but these guys, here's how to get more fish in your boat tips. Yeah. You know, in general. I, I. Yeah, I, I have a I, soft spot for those guys because yeah i know i know uh angelo always hates
0: when people say this but you know i
1: grew up watching those
0: guys yeah yeah <laughs> i remember going into to barclays when i was young yeah. when he was still there and i would see you know angelo and reno Viola all the time and i yeah. remember one time i said oh i saw you on tv to reno viola and he's like oh were you watching cops <laughs> <laughs> my dad's like oh anyway <laughs> so like the show was fantastic i wouldn't Like, obviously, they probably have all these ideas. Like, Kyle probably is already planning for the future of this. But, like, I wouldn't really change anything. It was fantastic. Um, Everyone got in really quick. I would not be disappointed if it went back
1: next year and they had the same booze they had this year. Oh, it was great. Like, it was was fantastic. So, I'm not going to be, I'm not going to feel disappointed or gypped if it's not supposedly, like, bigger and better next year. It was huge this year.
0: Yeah. It was great. And the next question was: Has Kyle asked you to be MCs for 2024 yet? Uh, no comment. Um, he hasn't. Um, <laughs> tear cry face. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> if that happens in the future, maybe we'll see what happens. But we had a great time just walking around. Honestly, yeah. it was
1: it was cool. I know, like Kyle brought us in for a little bit of media beforehand yeah. to be able to to see, and that was nice because we had a, a bit of you could talk to some of the vendors without their booths being full of people. Yeah, and you know I I always feel bad. I don't want to prevent customers from coming in and, and then making sales so i know like i know they appreciate talking to people as well but at the same time i don't want to talk a guy's ear off for 20 minutes and then yeah
0: if he's you know, trying to sell stuff and he can't sell stuff and you're so, just standing there yattering at him yeah he's but it like, was yeah.
1: it was really nice to be able to, to kind of see the setup and and a little bit of the setup and talk to some of the guys before the show started and to that, be, that was nice
0: yeah so to be used in that capacity um to get in a little early like to get the vendor passes get in an early and you know take some pictures and video and social media like we did not that much like yeah we we did it quite a bit but like not as much as i wanted to do just because it was so busy and i couldn't again i I felt bad like being like hey you want to film a 30 second video and they had all these customers in their booth so it was fantastic to be able to do that and next year i would love to do that again to a bigger extent because we actually have like wireless mics now and like some good stuff i feel like we got some good content because that's what we're here for is to i would love to be
1: a part of that show to help if so that we could help improve it or help you know make it a success again yeah that would be fantastic yeah
0: and again we'll be there next year 100 yep. percent. um last question did you spend more than you expected <laughs> i didn't honestly I, I, I my self-control was like 100 percent on i was just like i wanted to but i didn't
1: i i knew that i yeah i definitely wanted to spend more i went in there with so much cash in my wallet, like a limited amount. I'm like, I can only spend stuff in cash today. That's it. The only thing I spent extra, I think was the food that we bought there. That's a good technique. it wasn't much, it's but just I, cash. I just brought cash. And the one booth I, ex- I spent more than I expected to was, uh, I can't remember his name, but he sells vintage lures. And so I got, uh, I met him last year. Super nice guy. He actually, uh, at the end of the show, I'm, I went back to his booth just to look at more of his vintage stuff as he was closing up. And, uh, i saw a smithwick's devil's horse which i've wanted for years and it's i was an talking to him about too. that and i'm like yeah okay. i'm i'm just looking though i don't have any more money and he's like you know what you bought stuff from me last year you bought a bunch of stuff from me this year why don't you just take that i was like it was it was fantastic like just again it was a small gesture you know from from his part but it meant a lot to me because i've wanted one of these things for years and i literally ran out of cash and i i told myself i can't spend any anymore so i was I was out of money." But I already got, you know, some, uh, like, a meadow mouse, which I know Jesse has fond memories of. Yeah. The meadow mouse, I got the the Zara mouse, which was the weedless version yeah, of it. Never heard of that before. No, neither had I, but I saw it. I'm like, that looks sick. And then uh, it's not the original slope nose, but it is the, the head and it's the 210 surface. So it's like the second generation uh, or style of uh, the, the head and slope nose, which I'm still on the lookout for. But that was one of the the first uh, topwater, like, hard baits ever made. Mm. <laughs> And, and sold it's by an interesting looking lure yeah it's, it's so I'm, I wanted to, to get one just because I want to see how they run in the water because I can't find stuff uh, online about these things either so I love looking for the vintage baits just for the historical aspect of it but I I, I have a lot of I got a soft spot for the old baits
0: yeah for sure but, but yeah
1: so that, that was a highlight for me but I definitely
0: I spent more in that booth getting these baits than I, and I thought I would because <laughs> I yeah. had some really cool ones that I didn't see it's last true. year yeah but like Here's the thing. Like, I, I talked to a lot of guys that spend tons of money there, yeah. and I talked to a lot of guys that, you know, they walked around, they bought one or two things, and they were happy just looking around because yep. you could look around there for hours. Like, yep. there were some people that were like, "Oh, uh, I've walked through this place like four times, and I just keep going back and forth from building to building because I keep seeing new stuff." I'm like, "Yeah, yeah. that's what, literally what we did. That's what you're we supposed were in the main to, yeah. building, went back to the other building, back and forth three or four times." Yep. And like, I didn't even get to talk to half the amount of people that I wanted to. Yeah. And we lost our voice because we talked so much. Like, there was yeah. hundreds of booths there. Oh, someone hundreds. else we didn't
1: mention that we, we like talking to, too, is they had uh, the Robro is there. They had Creek Candy, uh, Creek Candy yep. uh, Kite Fish, I mean yep. Matt. Matt's Matt. there. Yeah. So that was cool to see them, too.
0: And yeah, when we bumped into Randy, who is the podcast sponsor this week, he was just like, hey, hey you got stuff for a giveaway. Yeah. Uh, he's like, here, here. And he gave us this big bag. And we're going to draw that giveaway in a sec. Another guy that actually, just to whet your appetite, that gave us stuff for the giveaway was... Brendan a perfect jig, and he gave us a pretty sick giveaway. But we're not gonna talk about that. That's top secret right now. Yeah. But we're actually gonna do Stay tuned for that though, you'll want to. Yeah, that's gonna be in June. So we're now we're gonna do the giveaway. So the Creek Candy giveaway. Um it's twenty packs of beads, two um bead boxes, and two stickers. The stickers are pretty cool too. Actually, I wanted to steal them but <laughs> <laughs> i'm just kidding we'll need to message him and just get a couple extra for ourselves how many how many entries did we have i quite believe it's
1: 40 entries we have today that's
0: not bad 40 entries in like 10 hours yeah so pretty interesting and i know some of these givers right now they're very niche like people are only going to enter if they steal head fish yeah and yeah. so yeah this again i know some people
1: a lot of people they don't steal head this we try and do the giveaways in a timely manner like when it makes sense right now like trout season is is openers this weekend coming is, like next weekend. is just happening so yeah. you know th- it's a good time to give away <laughs> this yeah. stuff uh you know stuff like for bass like jigs and stuff like that perfect jig yeah it's going to be closer to bass opener so uh, stay tuned uh don't you know don't get discouraged if if you're not seeing stuff that you actually like because or that you would use or it's Branch coming. out, try, this is your opportunity to win something now. try a whole new version of fishing that you haven't tried before. Yeah. But
0: we are going to have a variety of giveaways. It's not all trout stuff. So Yeah, actually, we have some pretty cool giveaways. That we're actually going to talk about, after the giveaway, we're going to talk about some of the future episodes that are coming up. But yeah. So the giveaway we had, um, and we have it in, what's it called? The random, Wheel of Random Names or something? Yes, Wheel so, of Names. So if you entered and guessed the correct answer, which was Atlantic Salmon, and yep. you messaged us on our Instagram, that's the only way to enter right now. Um, you're now in the draw. So Andrew is going to spin it. This is uh, as legit as it is. It's not rigged. Hopefully we can pronounce the name. <laughs> I can't pronounce <laughs> that. C-C-C-S-T-U-N-O-
1: C-S-T-U-I-O-N-O. You have won. <laughs> so The Creek Candy giveaway. We'll show that. We'll display that. We'll send a post as well on our Instagram to let
0: you know that you've won. But yeah. Your That's name is Charlie on your account. It's just uh, we only write down the Instagram accounts. Yep. So congratulations to that. Uh, we'll get in contact with you and ship it out quick so you can get it before opener. And remember, you can keep it for yourself, but <coughs> it's also a great opportunity to be a friendly guy and share it with someone else. And if you didn't win, a lot of people, <laughs> they ask me. They're like, did I win the giveaway? Hey, you got to listen to the podcast to see if you won. And yep. unfortunately, you're not going to win every giveaway. It is a random draw. Yes. You don't choose who. Like, I don't even know who that is. Yep. Whoever it is, congratulations. Yeah. But yeah. But yeah, keep trying. There's always a chance. If you if you put it in there, you have a chance. If you don't, you don't. That's the way it is. Anyway, we'd like to thank our podcast sponsor again, Randy at Creek Candy Beads. And uh, I thought we would just quickly whet your appetite for some of the podcasts that are coming up. Because like what I did is like when people message me about the podcast, which I'm not even joking, happens all the time. They're like, oh, it's great. I listened to it at the gym. Like I like this. I always say like, what can we do to make it better? Because like, we're here to make content that's enjoyable and like we want to hear what people want like what topics you want to hear what you know different stuff you want to hear and uh a lot of people have sent me suggestions you know and some of them become interesting fishing facts and some of them are going to be main topics but these are the some of the topics that are coming up just to your appetite so today's was about cancast which yes you know that's more of like a thing that we had to do because we had so much to talk about about it yeah yeah, we couldn't just have that in, in as
1: an intro because we knew we'd talk about it for a whole podcast oh, like 100%.
0: <laughs> yeah, like this podcast is probably the longest one we've ever done. Yeah. So next week, what are you doing, Andrew? So next week, it's going to be on
1: fishing myths and uh, kind of lore? creatures. Yeah, oh, lore. So, so things like cryptids and stuff like that, but local to the Ontario area.
0: That's cool. Yeah, that's really cool. And then that's um, April 24th. And then May 1st, we actually have a pike fish like we did an early pike fishing episode a few back this is going to be a legit pike fishing episode for you know may and june and throughout the year so we're going to do a pike fishing we have a really good giveaway for that one coming that giveaway is and actually the giveaway next week is pretty sick too yeah but and then May 8th, we have a carp fishing episode with a special I guest. I can't
1: wait for carp again the spring. I keep they're, like, they're I keep forgetting and all of a sudden I'm
0: like, carp, I want to go out. <laughs> the, the, the hardcore carp guys are catching them already. Yeah. We have a carp episode coming up with a yeah. special guest. Actually, our first guest. Yeah. Pretty cool. Yeah, our first guest. And then May 15th, this is the last one I'm going to tell you about. Actually, the second last one because the next one after that's cool <laughs> too. This is planned. Our giveaways and episodes are planned well into summer, believe me if you want to sponsor a giveaway message me asap because i'm booked well into summer already yeah so
1: let me know and again like i said before with our giveaways you try and do them when they make sense yeah we're not going to give away you know trout beads in the middle of summer yeah so some of the giveaways but, coming up are going to be But yeah so some some of these ones we're booked out that far because guys have messaged us two months ago and it's like hey i want to do a bass giveaway okay bass season is june we'll do it then yeah
2: or a little bit so, before yeah something like so that.
1: so if you're thinking of something for you know during the summer we still have some stuff for summer yeah um but if you're thinking of stuff for the fall like let's say you're, you do musky bait something like that and you want to hey i want to do a giveaway for musky bait or something like let that let us know asap let us know because because we, we want to get you in that timeline in that time slot as well because that makes
0: most sense for all of our listeners and, and all that stuff as well for sure so the next episode after the carp fishing one is going to be called shore fishing success and it's all about shore fishing which i grew up doing yep me too and uh another cool giveaway for that one they're all cool like i i don't do dumb giveaways on this podcast podcast (laughs) they're all good and then the the last one i'm going to tell you about is may 22nd okay because i'm stoked for musky season like stoked which is first weekend in june or something like that yeah musky madness and we have a guest too. That's awesome, a musky guest. So I'm excited about that. But anyway, this podcast, like you know, what if you if you've listened to this point, you probably went to CanCast and you you know you're interested to see our thoughts on it and you know what we got and all that kind of stuff. <laughs> um, if you didn't go to CanCast, highly recommend you go next year. It is not yeah. an event that you'll regret going to even if it's far like we talked to people that drove from london yeah to peterborough or like ottawa yep several people from ottawa actually we met a few guys from ottawa and and they were like hey how's it going and i i didn't (laughs) know who they were and you know we had good conversations and they they were happy they're like yeah we drove all this way and it was fantastic yeah so like if you're willing to drive legit three four hours to get to a fishing show and they said it was worth it believe me if it's only an hour or two to get to cancast just just go yeah it'll be worth it yeah if, if you live anywhere from,
1: like, downtown Toronto heading east out to, you know, even Kingston, Peterborough is really not that far away, or Belleville, let's say. Yeah. It's, it's, you know, less it's less than two hours away from you. I would and hitchhike. that f- is fantastic. Like, it's not far because for me to go to a, a, a spot down in Toronto to go to the sportsman show and I live, you know, in, in Durham region, it's going to take me over an hour to drive there through traffic, through traffic, yeah. to be an hour and a half, and then I got to park, and then I got to walk three blocks. Like, yeah, <laughs> that's true. And I got to pay, you know, thirty bucks for parking, and got to pay thirty-five bucks to get into the show, and then yeah. I've already spent half my budget. So, so Can-Cast. it's worth it. CanCast, it's
0: worth it. It's worth it. Anyway, so we really enjoyed CanCast. <laughs> We're gonna do um, the giveaway for our next podcast uh, coming up soon. So make sure the way you enter is you have to make sure you follow us on our Instagram account. If you're not watching us on YouTube, we're also on YouTube and all of our podcasts are video podcasts as well. So you can watch and you can see some of the lures that we use. So definitely check that out. Even if you're listening to this podcast on Spotify or Apple and you want to see the lures, just shoot back onto our YouTube and check them out. But anyway, that's all for today and we're excited for the next podcast. So we will see you next week.